0: What's up, gladiators? This is the Scandal Afterbuzz TV after show for Scandal Episode 20 Trump Card. Were you trumped? Let's find out. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, Afterbuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. we haven't heard the theme song in a long Agreed. time. We always have a different Agreed. song. Welcome, guys. What's up? What's up? What's up? Your favorite gladiators are here. Minus one. Everybody send Cornelia your prayers. Um, so, as always, the three of us are here tonight, um, starting with me, Emil Ennis Jr.
1: Hey, Gladiators, I'm Sophia Stanley.
0: Hi, I'm Ben Erickson. Um, And yeah, so this episode, Trump Card, really hit close to home. Uh, What I love Mm -hmm. about these type of series is it was definitely ripped from the headlines. Yep. Um, And I thought overall it was a pretty decent episode. I enjoyed it.
2: Did you guys like it? Um there were moments there were really great moments mm-hmm. like there was a couple moments that really probably tops my life one or two of, of maybe the season at least oh
0: wow Yeah, I would agree with that yeah that's why I said like the episode was decent mm-hmm. but there were some really mm-hmm. great moments in there um, so let's go ahead and start Abby and Liv agree to unite for a greater cause, and that greater cause is to take down Hollis, a.k.a. Trump. Um, So, in this episode, uh, we see that even though they've united, they still have their own dirt that they've received. So, Abby gets dirt from Papa Pope, Mm -hmm. and uh, Liv gets dirt from... I guess, who'd she get dirt from? Quinn?
1: (laughs) Did she get it from Quinn? It it was
2: probably Quinn, because you know she was... You know, she kinda of threw in like, you know, I did it or we did it. So yeah, she probably Yeah. So yeah, they, like anyway that.
0: they 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 are both prepared. I don't mean that wasn't even like an important thing, like a <laughs> moment where I wanted to know. Um, but they were both prepared. What we saw over the first twenty minutes was how they united to take down Hollis and it was I guess it was kinda cool seeing like, the brief bonding between mm-hmm. them again and seeing the uh, uniting again of Abby and Liv just because, like we always say, they were so close in the past mm-hmm. and now they're completely at odds.
1: And and I think also, too, how much queen wants them to be back to normal. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, given the fact that it, it's kind of a tricky situation. You know, at when Abby was... A gladiator, Quinn and her used to butt heads, but at the end of the day, they're family, so Quinn very much wanted her to be back, quote unquote, in the fold. And I also liked that when, uh, basically lived in the double cross of Hollis for a split second, not only did Abby think that Abby got double crossed, Quinn thought that, uh, that, uh, uh, Olivia double crossed them as well Mm -hmm. and basically couldn't believe that basically she would have gone there to make a deal so I feel like in in that moment she was almost kind of signing with Abby like wait we have a truce you know so I thought that was kind of cool
0: I think what I loved about this episode is seeing how they tackled the issue of how all these people were so on board with what Hollis was saying and then seeing the truth that is what it is just like the article that we have with Trump a couple weeks ago where one of his aides pretty much said he didn't he didn't really expect to get this far he was just doing it and now his pride won't let him
1: see see and this this is a thing is and i don't necessarily think that they touched upon it and i don't think it's the space to touch upon it so i'm going to do it like very very quickly i've arguably said this about trump and i think that they <clears throat> named the episode trump card on purpose so we don't need to like kind of mince words right this is the only thing is that actually to me makes it worse and the reason being is by 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 igniting racial tensions basically you are literally putting my life at risk. Mm-hmm. So by inflaming these racists and inflaming KKK me- members, former past present, so forth and so on, inflaming people who actually legally and illegally can carry guns, to think that they have a right to see me as not only a second class citizen, but someone who doesn't even have a right to be here, you were actually threatening my life. Yeah, It's not funny. It's yeah. not politics. It's not winning an election. So... In a weird way, that to me makes it worse than if you actually believed it. Mm-hmm. If you actually believed it, I could disagree with you. I could be adamantly think that you are a racist and a bigot and a homophobe and all these various things, which would still equally put me in danger. However, in some weird esoteric way, I could respect you because at least that's what you believe. Right. To simply be doing it for political gain... In essence, what you're willing to say is I am willing to sacrifice a large percentage of this country simply to win an election. Now, that I can never respect intellectually, esoterically, or in any realm.
2: That's it
0: nothing um so when you guys saw Liz go to um, <clears throat> not Liz kind
1: why did they do that yeah that's yeah trust me
0: when you guys saw Liz <laughs> go to go to Hollis did you actually think that she was making a deal with him
2: no
1: um so funny thing is I- I'm not saying that she was making a deal with him, but I was definitely screaming at the TV. Yeah. Even even though I said, "Oh, she's recording him," I I still in the in 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 the screaming at the TV. Oh, she's recording him. I also was literally like, "What are you doing?" Because I kind of was thinking, "How did either of them at any point even think it was plausible to be his vice president?" So I did buy it. I don't I don't I, don't, I know that makes me probably slow on the uptake, but yeah, for a split second, I believe Well,
0: I think what bothered me, though, I didn't necessarily think that Liv was going to do it. Granted, Papa Pope was there the night before and told her, take the deal, so he can mess with her head, Mm -hmm. so it could have been possible, but I didn't didn't really get that feeling. For some reason, and I don't know why, maybe it's just because I have... uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because I... I think too highly of Melly sometimes. I was a little shocked that she was so quick to say, oh, we need to take the deal when she was talking to mm-hmm. uh, Marcus. Yeah. I don't understand why she always retreats. Is that because of the relationship she had with Fitz and he killed her confidence? Is that what it is? Because... I just thought that she has been so strong in the past couple episodes. Granted, she's had her moments where she hasn't been. Mm -hmm. But for her to go, and I'm not saying that anybody wouldn't take it, but for her to go so quickly saying, oh, I need to be the one to take the deal.
2: Well, now going off of what you were saying about how some people will do anything, sometimes Melly comes off that way where she will do anything to become president.
1: But this is where it's tricky. So you would end up being Sally Langston. Now think about it. Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. that is the worst, mm-hmm. that is the worst way. Like, you are running on a campaign of basically that you were the first lady. You are running on this pro-woman, pro-this, pro-this. Like, first of all, it is, there. there's absolutely no way, given your policy, that either one of those two candidates could link up with Hollis Doyle. Yeah. That's just, that's asinine given their politics, right? Number one. Number two, so that's going to get you closer to getting elected? No. Because this is, the problem is, is that, for instance, if we talk real politics, people like me who are left-leaning would never vote for her. So, meaning any inkling that I could possibly vote for if she was kind of somewhat in the middle and it could make history and so forth and so on, if you were Hollis Doyle's running me, no, I'm never voting for you. Ever. Ever
2: also now let me defend Millie I think sometimes Millie also she doesn't think before she speaks so although she may have said that she said it without thinking maybe
1: so she was thinking from a place of emotion not a place of um, yeah. practicality that makes yeah, sense I can see that
0: um, uh, go ahead no a- you sure mm-hmm. okay um, so Susan, um, Susan wasn't the one who wanted to take it on the flip side her advisor, Lizzie Bear, was the one who wanted to take it. And I had some choice words in the room. Guys, we finally got to watch. So, anyway, y'all let me know that. <laughs> but we can talk today and, like, yell back at the screen. And I had some choice words for, uh, for Lizzie Bear. And I just think that she is whack. Completely. Like, just whack.
1: And takes no freaking accountability. No accountability. We are in this drama because of you. If in fact you had allowed remember remember how way back when David was like yo I can't do both of you and she was like get over yourself. Mm-hmm. If 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 they had stopped then there wouldn't be a problem. They're so preach. there would have never been there would never have to been you sleeping on the floor and blah blah but so get over
0: yourself. Anyways. So that was something that annoyed me. But let's go to one of the juicier moments of the episode. Because while we have Abby and Liv, which we'll talk about the dirt that they had on each other. Um, but while we talk about Abby and Liv, we also have Edison mm-hmm. dealing with Papa Pope and Jake. Now, we're going to be here for a minute. because This is literally the dynamic between Edison and Papa Pope. This episode was so great. Um, Edison... <laughs> still doesn't realize that he is being manipulated and I don't even want to say he doesn't realize I think he realizes it but he he is too proud to even
1: it's it's that he is the epitome of ivory tower is that he doesn't even know what he doesn't know so he's he he thinks he's so enlightened he is not pa- possible of seeing the light <laughs> Does that kind of make sense? It
0: makes sense Yeah I just don't under. I, I, I keep saying I don't understand But I do understand mm. But I don't understand How he could think that He could defy Papa Pope
2: be- um, I think he thinks that I think he feels that way Because I'm not sure if he Understands clearly Who and what he's capable of I think he just I, be- because, because Ike only Delivers you with words Right it, goes in one one ear and out the other. No, but he doesn't. Not, I don't think he he doesn't. I don't think he realizes that Ike can kill you without. He,
1: and 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 see, for me, and this is going to sound um, silly or kind of may not make sense initially. That actually isn't to me why he should be concerned. It's the fact that it's like if, if anyone thinks that they got to this place of potentially now being a presidential candidate on their own, they're stupid. If the primary person who is your primary singular donor is telling you something, you listen. anyone who has ever taken a single government class, let alone—I'm just going to go there and, and presume that that Edison went to a top university and has either a graduate degree in government and or a law degree— so you know that if you are receiving your money through one sole source, that source owns you. Even if that source doesn't have the, the capability of literally killing you, that person has the capability of politically killing you because they control your purse strings. They're your puppet master. If you somehow don't realize that, you're stupid. That's why in government and in politics, you want your donor pool to be diverse. When your donor pool is diverse, that means no mm. one individual has majority control over you. So simply on that. So when he's talking to you, the fact that you're, you, A, are not aware of that, number one, you're stupid. Number two, a huge aspect of politics is body language. Very similar to what we do in this room right here. So as as... Papa Pope is talking to you and he's basically giving you cues that no, I'm not really asking your opinion, I'm telling you that you're not reading those cues also, you actually don't really deserve to be president because part of being president is a certain level of diplomacy of understanding body language and so forth and so on
0: the dynamic you you everything you said spot on and the dynamic between them kind of reminds me literally of like a father and their son completely meaning just think about it parents parents Mm -hmm. when you are in their household they're paying for everything they literally they have their set of rules and you think that you know better than they do
1: yes and i'm gonna go one step further and this is gonna be very unpopular so come for me if you guys want to come for me it's the difference between kids who got beat and kids who got told to go in the corner. True. Because kids who got turn up, told, told to go in the corner, they talk back. They talk back all the time. Because really, like, yo, I got to go in the corner. I got to go to my room and there's a TV in there. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> But if you've been hit, all you need to do is be hit once. And when your parent looks at you, you freeze. You ain't talking back. You not Like, think about it. Even after Rowan, not, Rowan didn't read him. Rowan schooled him. Yeah. Even after Rowan schooled him, he continued to talk. Wouldn't you have just shut up? He can any reason go, okay, yeah, so I just shouldn't say anything, whatever. It wasn't clear before what I told you. It's almost like he didn't get it. Even though Rowan, in in essence, beat him, he's still kind of whatever because it wasn't, right? Because he's, he's, he actually doesn't know versus someone who knows actually is like, oh, you know what? I actually know what fear is.
0: It was comical, though, when he did talk back because oh. Rowan said, your brain can't compute this. <laughs> like, yeah. And then yeah. he still had to. This- yeah. I just want to read some of the quotes. When uh, Edison was talking this bullshit and he said race is a social construct. Race is
1: nothing more
0: than a social construct. Papa Pope spoke the truth. And my favorite line was when Papa Pope said, stand still and hope nobody notices that this
2: ain't no tan. For me, that scene was the second best scene of the season for me. Mm-hmm. um yep. yeah. the first one being <laughs> Andrew playing <laughs> Yeah. with that one hand. That was everything for me. Oh, I thought
1: you were going to say when Olivia smashing his face. Well, that that whole thing, <laughs> but just
2: Andrew, anytime Andrew was on the screen when he only had one half of a listen, hand. Listen. That, no, don't go listen. there. It, it was just everything to me because he was acting his ass off. I'm sorry, that was just hilarious. But anyway, this was my second best scene because um, as much as I hate, as much as I hate uh, Ike, this was a moment where I removed myself and my hatred of his character and said yes Mm -hmm. sometimes people need to hear things whether if they're listening or not sometimes you just have to tell tell you sometimes you just have to tell someone you know we all have friends or somebody who you just need to tell them something Mm -hmm. you know they're not going to listen but Mm -hmm. you still need to hear it so that when they F up then you can say I told your ass and then ta-da yeah wonderful
0: um, Papa Pope at the very end he asked him if he had any running mates in mind and Edison said I have a couple of names he said cool <laughs> so you're going to add Jake Ballard to the top of that list <clears throat> when Edison talked back again it was at that point I, like I, I just I'm just so over Edison
2: but you know I actually I was not over Edison and, and I, and I like the fact that he's so <laughs> he's so dumb and so blind that He's bold enough to talk back to Papa Pope. Like, I give him props for being so stupid to talk back to him. He's going to die, but I I just, I I gave him props because he's so dumb. He doesn't even know what he's getting himself into.
1: And see, for me, and I'm going to talk out of the opposite side of my mouth, it's not that he's dumb, it's that he's entitled. And I think that, that is the beauty of this show. Right, so the beauty of this show is that they have they, there's there's so many layers that you literally. That's why Papa Pope is basically like when he says race is nothing but a social construct. He looks at him like who the f are you? Like yeah. he's like you're almost worse than those than than the people that Hollis is speaking to because you should know. So if you have allowed yourself to convince yourself that race doesn't matter in this country. As, Dalek, as as Hollis Doyle is running on a racist platform, stupid doesn't begin to define your level of, or the lack thereof, of intellect. Because he's actually not stupid. There is no way that someone could get to the level that he has gone to and to be, to be stupid. What you are is naive. What you are is entitled. What you are is, for whatever reason, this person sitting across from you, despite the fact that he is your sole donor... You think you're smarter than him. Mm-hmm. And that's your fatal flaw. Instead of thinking, okay, let me sit back and actually let me just let him talk. The fact even, and I'm, a, I'm literally going to talk myself in a hole because I'm a multiple, uh, I'm someone who talks a lot. But <laughs> well, no, I, I really am because when I say what I'm about to say, literally what do they always say? Like, you can always tell the smartest person in the room by the person who says the least. So the fact that Edison is continuing to talk is proving that he is not the smartest person in the room. And part of the reason that you do that is because you are trying to prove that you are the smartest person in the room. Why? Except is for you me, wrong? I just talk a lot. I, talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't.
0: <laughs>
1: See how my brain works? Like my brain goes, and I can't pull it back. But as it's going, I'm like, oh crap!
0: I can't.
1: Yes. Now, I mean, I thought it was brilliant, and I think also too. I think the social commentary was necessary, because think about it. You have all of this other rhetoric, just like Emil said. Literally, the points that Hollis was, were making were literally ripped from the headlines. So you needed something equally as powerful, but from the other side, to speak <coughs> truth into the situation.
0: Yeah, yeah so, And that's the thing. That's why I love this show, because the characters are so layered. So when Edison defied Papa Pope, mm-hmm. and he went because Liv convinced him to go speak the truth and mm-hmm. speak freely at first we were all like oh damn bro mm-hmm. but then the more you're talking you're like oh yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. say it say it say it mm-hmm. you're screwing yourself to say it like it, yeah. <laughs> it felt yeah. good yeah. um
1: and, and and maybe I'm cause I'm an asshole I was like yeah F you like no seriously like F you Edison cause remember when she tried to warn him and he tried to read her. All right. Okay. Cool. Do you ever gonna say like? Yeah. And again, everyone is trying to tell you, but you somehow think you know better than everyone else. Because again, let's. And I'm just gonna really do it. Based on his political acumen, dude, if you really think you can be president, <laughs> you stupid. Like do you. And then he's all talking about um Jake. Like who's Jake? He, you don't have enough experience, really, dude. What about you, Re- though? Like, you you have no you have no social pizzazz. The only reason you are even relevant is because you at one time dated Olivia Pope, and Olivia Pope was the mistress of the president.
0: But did he at some point in the episode say people
2: like me? Like, he was saying, like, I'm
0: getting <laughs> to vote with people like me. I'm like...
2: Well, technically, he could be, but we don't focus on him. Well, I just No, to...
1: trust me. Literally, if he started his proper campaign, in two seconds, there would be posters. Like, <laughs> I'm not voting for Pussy Bob." <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> 'm like let's be one hundred, Can we because there's nothing about him, and I think this is also true why why this show is amazing because to me, even though and, and I, don't, I don't I don't mean to go there, so i 'm going to keep it very short and tight, even though every single thing that Rowan said was the truth, and similar to you um uh, bam. It allowed you to escape from the previous episode and the other episode, right? Mm-hmm. Even though, honestly, someone can be a sadistic bastard and still speak the truth, okay? However, what I thought was brilliant and what the writers did is they took the truth of what Rowan said and they juxtaposed it against the miraculousness of our current president. Because our current president is the antithesis of the statement that Rowan said. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So what he is saying is that in essence, it was, that was in fact true. And some levels is true. But somehow, this man rose through the foundation of racism that is this country that still exists today and how we perceive race and was the president of the United States of America. And there was no denying that he is and forever will be black. And that he never waited to have a puppet master dictate what he said, he lived his own truth. He walked his own truth. He walked his own truth in everything that he did in terms of his policy, in terms of how he interacts with his family, in terms of how he just held press conferences. So I think that for me, as Roman was speaking, and I was like, yes, read him, read him, read him, I couldn't... My my brain kept going to the current president and it made me think how it's even more miraculous that... A man such as Barack Obama was able to be the president of the United States of America in the manner that he was and potentially will shift the paradigm of not only how we see presidents, but more importantly, how we see race in America and this specifically as it pertains to black
2: people. Hmm. Um, one other thing I just want to add. Yo, see, I... like
1: you couldn't just let it have like two seconds there, right? <laughs> like, I thought that was kind of brilliant, right? No, you couldn't. You just couldn't just couldn't let it like sit, right? Do you see why I was having a moment? You couldn't just let it have this like a pause. Like, how do you know what I'm saying? A pause, say, a pause. No, but, right. But you just let it. You just let it sit there, right? I and then you go,
0: right? Isn't that how you would write it in a script? I you would go
1: beat one, beat two, right? All right, go ahead, Bam.
2: Okay, well, yeah, um, <clears throat> I thought the them playing princess delirious while we were watching um while we were watching hollis and uh and uh edison uh go through the things i just thought it was great that they um that they were playing princess delirious as a as a under uh, underlying theme to just to show how the correlation between the two characters and the actual mm. lyrics of the song that's all all right guys um
0: Let's take a quick break just to say If you are watching on YouTube We want to thank you so much for tuning in Click that thumbs up button Leave a comment Let us know what you think um, And if you are listening to us on iTunes Thank you Rate us five stars Leave a comment Subscribe to a friend um, Oh yeah that's it And also if you need an extra shout out conversation uh, Check out Happy Hour A Shot of Conversation on iTunes or any podcast app. Uh, We did talk about President Obama on last night's episode because we talked about the White House Correspondence Center, the Met Gala. Um,
1: Hamilton, Broadway, yes. yes.
0: Um, So make sure you tune in and you won't be disappointed. Okay, so let's talk about some of the dirt that Abby and Liv got when they were researching each other. I for one was happy that they finally brought the abortion back to light because the only reason why is because I I just need I knew it was gonna come back around. <clears throat> I just needed it to come back. Does that make sense? I, it was just one of those things like it was it was addressed and then it just there was nothing from it. So even if even if at this point they just stopped right there and they never brought it up again, which I know they are, I just needed it to <laughs> I'm sorry. I just needed them to bring it back up. So that was her that was her dirt. The only dirt that uh, Lizzie Bear could find on Melly <laughs> was that she went to twelve psychics during her uh, during the death when she was grieving her son, and that's the only thing that that she could find. And once again, that's why I think Lizzie Bear is whack. Completely. That's the that's the only thing we we know things about Melly. That's the only thing you could find.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, too, not only that that you even brought that to me. You shouldn't even brought that to me. You should have found it and been like, okay, cool. I didn't do enough good enough job. Cause he, she was like, geek. she was like, yeah, that's gonna work
0: really, dude. And the more we look at like she really sucks. Yeah. like I, mm-hmm. I'm surprised at this point that Lizzie Bear still works for Susan
1: mm-hmm.
0: Like why nobody said, oh, you know, you can stay in the White House.
1: It's because no one really thought that Susan was a viable candidate. Mm.
0: Poor Susan. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and talk about Susan. So Susan, who has over time become one of my favorite mm-hmm. characters, mm-hmm. just because we talked about uh, layers. She has so many layers. And just seeing how she deals with certain situations and people mm-hmm. is just fascinating, um, especially the way she was introduced to us. So in this particular episode... Oh God, so in this episode, David and Susan have this interaction. They're in the office. He brings her Gettysburger. Mm-hmm. We all know the Gettysburger story mm-hmm. and how he brought her there and had that wonderful day, blah blah. When he was still banging Lizzie Bear, she brings the, he brings the Gettysburger and then they're talking. And he starts talking about the uh, Fair Housing Act, and he's like relaying it to mm-hmm. like what they could have and building their lives together. And she's like, "I need you to spit out, say it, just say it, say what you're trying to say, say it." And he says, will you marry me? And I'm sorry, I did that big eye roll. Like I Did I scream at the, I screamed at the TV, didn't I? I'm pretty sure I said... T- Let me look at my nose. I'll be able to say <laughs> if I did. But that was towards the beginning, right? Oh, yeah, stay clear in the full sentence. I may be suggesting that we get married. Susan, will you marry me? Yeah, I screamed at TV. Yeah, I was, I was pissed. Just, I hate David. I hate him now. Yeah, I, me too. As we fast forward through the episode, and I'm literally gonna jump forward. Go ahead.
1: Sorry, because... Uh, and, and this is gonna be a, a big jump, but it's kind of like... His response is always, because I love you. So really? So you get to lie because you love me? You get to cheat on me because you love me? Like that, Doesn't that sound a little abusive? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Because I love you? Because I love you? No.
0: He's taking advantage you kn- of a gullible sweet soul. And not
1: only a gullible sweet soul, someone who obviously has very <laughs> clear rules with what she lives by. She is probably the most honorable person on the show. Yeah. So if you don't know that she of all people... Just like she said, now I don't love you, because obviously you're not the type of person that I could allow myself to love, even if I did in fact still love you, because you're dishonest, you are not honorable. And just like she said, she'd rather be an honorable substitute teacher than a dishonorable president of the United States of America. It's like, yeah, dude, you didn't get the memo? I don't know.
2: I don't dislike David, (laughs) but I do think think that I don't know why that I don't know sounded funny to me. Go ahead. Um, uh, I don't dislike David, but I look at David in this in this uh, in this way. He, I believe that he does love Susan, but he knows that the time is ticking and that at any point the relationship is over. And so, rather than her, rather than him, tell the truth. He's trying to hold on in hopes that she doesn't find out, or if she finds out, she'll forgive him. But I do believe he loves her. I get that, but that's stupid. It, is, I mean, no, it it may be stupid, but I think that's just how he's thinking because he knows that once she finds out, the relationship is over. So you
1: think by moving the relationship at mock speed, so that then when she finds out, that will be better.
2: It just I didn't like, say it, I didn't say it was smart. Yeah, oh, okay. I get what
0: you're, yeah. It yeah. just seems like yeah. it yeah. It's probably is what he's thinking, but.
2: but-
1: this is my only thing is... The reason that I dislike David is... We've already been here before. Yeah. So now it's it feels like it's with malicious intent. It does. Because now, now it seems whiny. Like, I did it for you. You are a grown-up. You know exactly what you are doing. The minute, the minute you... Arguably and figuratively got back in her bed... You should have manned up and you should have been honest. The fact that you were, were not... Literally, that to me is malice intent. Because you went into it. You already had lied to her. She thought you now had come clean... And now you are continuing to lie.
0: And furthermore, I, I get what you're saying, Ben. I think you're spot on as far as his intentions. He didn't even tie up his loose ends, though. No, like, if exactly you're going to move yeah. forward, mm-hmm. at least tie the loose ends. And when I say specifically, one big loose end is Lizzie Bear. Once Lizzie Bear finds out, so so mm-hmm. Susan, we can see now, mm-hmm. she isn't going to get the nomination. Mm-hmm. Lizzie Bear is going to be pissed because this is the end of her political career in her mind. Mm-hmm. And actually, it probably is because she sucks. Yeah. So she's going to retaliate. Yeah. This didn't happen because of you. <laughs> so what is she going to do yeah. oh David can't be happy Even so let's just say let's just say Ooh. Susan didn't get the nomination and they, she stayed didn't f- they stayed together Ooh. they get married or they try to get married you know Lizzie Bear would drop that bomb
2: yeah, he, didn't, he didn't right. tie up his loose ends yeah, and totally that's just right. one of them yeah.
0: I, he, I have never actually that's a lie but <laughs> I don't know why you can see I'm getting bored yeah. of his character yeah. I've never gone from like somebody that I really enjoy to like oh Mm -hmm. So fast. And this happens over the past couple weeks. I'm just progressively, he's on my shit list. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so let's talk about...
1: Oh, I think we skipped over it, but I just want to say something really quick. So Cyrus... Oh, yes. I need a new word for Cyrus. So you call Olivia and sit down on a park bench and you never talk about your kidnapped child?
0: Listen. You are bad. Like, you are...
1: Evil, Like, I don't... Like, he's sitting... Like, after he's talking, I'm like, is he talking about the KB? No. Is he talking about he the fact like that, that this guy is the one? And then he's like, Kennedy? I'm like, at no point are you like, yo, Olivia, I know you know people. Can you find my child?
0: Nope. Nope.
1: I was like, yo, like, Cole doesn't even begin.
0: We probably won't even hear about that child. No, or she's gone. A season will go by. He's like, oh...
1: <laughs> um whatever michael will send him like a yeah. picture or something Sorry.
0: <laughs> he's like i'll put some money into the account like, is
1: that? oh my god he's
0: awful man he's awful but now that we see um he was he was struggling in the numbers and then um because of edison speaking his truth and speaking the truth mm-hmm. Uh, Edison conceded and he's now out of the race mm-hmm. and now Vargas is going to be the Democratic presidential nominee. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I kind of like where this is going but I need his brother to come back.
1: Yes. Agreed. And start
0: some trouble because mm-hmm. that storyline is getting a little <coughs> stale now. Mm-hmm. So I, I just need there to be some type of drama. Um, so let's talk about what was it.
1: And I think also too for me there was a little bit too much foreshadowing of being on the bench the fact that Olivia was like, Wait, you believe like meaning she's like, You really believe he's mm-hmm. the one, like without any like like malicious intent, without whatever, like you, you actually truly believe this. But then it just it, it made me think of, Oh, but like he got his spotlight through ill gain. Yeah. Do, do, do you know what I'm trying to say? And all I keep thinking to myself is like and this is going to sound harsh, but like Cyrus, you're a cancer. Yeah. Like it's you, dude. So the fact that he's losing, he's losing because he should never be there. Maybe it wasn't his cycle. Maybe the next cycle somehow he would have mm-hmm. bubbled up through through political means and, and had a spotlight some other way. But like you are the cancer because
0: you painted it from the start
1: completely. And same thing, you didn't tie up your loose ends. And not only did you not tie up your loose ends, the fact that you're sleeping with your loose end, really, dude. So it's again to me. All I keep thinking is, see, you're he, again. You've tainted somebody else, yeah. and arguably someone who, even though y'all know, like I know that everyone says, and I've said before, that Fitz has a silver spoon. That may be true, but I, I still think Fitz had positive intent going into the presidency.
0: It wasn't him, yeah, right. He said like he actually wanted, he, to do wanted to, it. Yeah. he wanted to change yeah.
1: the world, and he wanted to do good things. Yeah. So I think that Vargas is almost like the evolution. It's almost like Fitz 2.0, mm-hmm. but the difference is he has no dirt on him other than dirt that Cyrus created and I think that is extremely unfortunate
0: agree um, really quick I'm just looking through my notes oh let's talk about Marcus and Melly.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and I think Camelia spotted that last week, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Marcus and Melly—the interaction that we've seen with them over the past couple weeks—has been growing stronger. Mm-hmm. And tonight, I feel like I was blushing watching too, their me scene. Me too, me too. The final yeah. scene because we had he encouraged her on the sofa saying, mm-hmm. "You know, you will win. Just stay, stay mm-hmm. in it." And the final scene after she did beat Susan, um, and they were in the hallway, and he was telling her, like, say it, say it I want, like, the emotion on her face when they got close together, and they had, like (laughs) when you cross over into the
1: when the hug lasts a little bit Mm -hmm. too long
0: and they had that moment where they almost kissed, I just I don't know why actually, I do know why, but (laughs) (laughs) it was just exciting, like for I get excited when I see somebody like Melly who's gone through so much, like because Andrew is gross. Like, seeing yeah, them exactly together. Great. And now yeah. that we know, like, what his ulterior motives were and everything, like he's just gross. For her to be with somebody like Marcus, who is pure, we know he has. Um, actually, I'm going to say it off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just think they are a hot couple. I like them yeah. together. Yeah. The end. They, I, I can't wait for them to get it on.
0: That's going to be a great, great scene. Um, When Jake...
1: Wait, time out. Have we actually seen... Melly. A sex scene with Melly?
0: We saw something kind of sort with her of kinda, and Andrew, but not like not
1: But we've never actually seen like a
0: not like a hot not like do a lip I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just
2: realized yeah. that. And from, I don't know, for some reason when they were getting ready to kiss and they turned away, I thought about um back in season one or season two when Liv and Fitz had that moment. I think it was in the elevator during the election. It, was, it felt like that a... That might have been during felt, the trail, I yeah, think. Yeah. Yeah. It just. It was... I felt the same young, thing. Young, yeah. fresh love.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Well yep. said. Yep. All right, we're all on board for that. I'm <laughs> so excited. <laughs> all right. Um,
0: when Jake uh, told... <laughs> when Jake told Edison that he was going to be vice president, and Edison is still talking back... Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. And but also,
1: did Edison... Go ahead. Sorry, sorry.
0: Okay, so... <laughs> This is for a cannelia. I just need to do an honorary cold piece. My cop I've never given the cold yeah. piece. My cold piece was Jake in that moment when he <laughs> said, Remember that car accident? <laughs> when he said, Remember that car accident? Yeah, that was me. Like that was a drop the mic moment, like Edison was good. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know why I died. Yeah. I loved every bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um but once again Edison still oh, in his God. brain.
2: I just need him to I need him to go to the top of Runyon Canyon. I just need him to fall off the cliff. Oh my God. Oh, he can do he it right to now too, because Runyon's closed He needs, if he don't kill himself, he- No, that's not nice. No, he needs to hang himself. He just, just no, die. No, that's not nice. <laughs> he's dead. I mean, just look who he's, look who he's sleeping in bed with. Like you're dead, dude. Just kill yourself. Just kill yourself and just save yourself the trouble. Just kill yourself, Edison. You're, you're gone, homie. What? <laughs> you're gone it's
0: still going on <laughs> I can't
2: I can't um
0: okay so we know who you want dad um there was one or two more things that I'm missing that I wanted to oh duh so the first thing when we finally had the scene with Abby and Liv in the office and they were talking and cause Liv knew that Abby didn't give everything up cuz in the oval that's an important scene in the oval they decided uh Abby called Liv and said Meet me in the white house so we can pretty much discuss our dirt and decide what we're going to do <laughs> Liv is in the white house but Abby finds out that she's actually in the oval with other people and it's the whole team from both sides and they're talking Abby gets nervous first of all do you guys think that Abby did the right thing by not revealing the information because I'm kind of on the fence.
1: I think it depends. Do the right thing from which perspective? I think she did the right thing as, as a, a he, As a, I think she did the right thing as a human being.
2: Okay.
1: But I think she did the wrong thing
2: politically. For him, yeah.
1: because yeah,
2: um, I didn't even look at it. Look at it in that perspective. I just know that if once Fitz finds this information, it's over. So I just, I just knew that they need to prolong this situation as long as possible. What's so over though? Fitz, Alive, like once Fitz finds out that Alive aborted his baby, for me, that relationship is done, dead, gone. It so feels dead so, to so me, for though. me, so for me, I just feel like you have to prolong that as much as possible and don't even bring that up yet. You gotta, you gotta really push it out. I mean, you have to really, um, stretch, um, stretch it out. You mean the writers? This just fits finding out. I just need them to drop it, I need or not them. mention it. Do like they did on Young and the Restless. I think uh, it was like 25 years before. Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. Before Drusilla found out, I can't. I can't. Um,
0: I, I, I me personally, I just want them to drop it and let's because they've already in my mind, a lips is already dead. Like the way they've written it, I don't know. Um, so when when they had that whole thing. Liv knew that Abby had more information on her and then they had the conversation and she didn't want to reveal the dirt of her abortion.
1: Hold on, before we go on, do you think that Olivia was wrong in terms of how her power play of what she did so obviously when Abby was like, oh, meet me in the White House, right? And that means she has a home court advantage. And then all of a sudden when the person walks in and says, Miss Olivia Pope is here, and Abby goes, send her in. And then she and then the person goes, no, she's in the Oval. Like, do you, like how do we feel about Olivia doing that? Like taking what was initially supposed to be a private conversation? Because also, too, think about it. Olivia didn't call Abby. Yeah. Abby called Olivia, right?
0: I
2: think... I think it was wrong.
0: I don't think it was wrong. The only reason why is because, uh, granted... When Abby left the room at OPA mm-hmm. and they said, okay, it's on now. Like she's already started calling her team and stuff. Mm-hmm. Abby turned into like, oh, I'm, I got you now. I'm over. We're going to win. When she made the phone call and said, "Meet me in the White House, she was strictly business to the point where she didn't even say goodbye. She just hung up the phone. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. In my mind, that just forces me, me being Liv, to turn it on. You know what I mean? Right. I don't think she was wrong. It goes back to what you were saying. Like, there was no reason for her not to bring her full game since she is going to Abby's home court.
2: I get what you're saying, but for me, I don't know. Maybe I just had a moment where you have a a room full of all of these people and all of this dirt is about to be revealed and you don't have no clue what's like... Oh my that gosh, that's just it's it a like, terrible feeling. It thing reminded
0: that, me of, uh, but it reminds me of like the way they dealt with Fitz, bringing him in, where they had the round table. You know what I mean? So I don't know if she was having flashbacks to that, and that's the reason why she thought that would be a good idea.
1: But then to me, the difference also, too, is it still would have been different if it had been just the candidates, and and if it had just been Olivia, uh, Abby, um, Melly, and Susan. That's true. That would have been in com- cause I Because this is the unfortunate thing is. It arguably played out in Olivia's favor, but Abby was going to play that card. The only reason Abby wasn't, because Abby was, Abby was at least going to be honorable. This is, this is I think, the slight difference. It, and I'm only talking in, this va- vac- in, in a vacuum. Olivia is a monster. Abby is an honorable monster. So Abby knew that what she had could potentially, in her mind, destroy Olivia. So before she was going to do that, she was going to show her her card. Yeah. And basically be like, so what do you want to do? That is honorable. The only reason she didn't play her card is because she was literally not going to destroy her in front of other people, one of which possibly being Fitz. Think about it.
0: Go ahead. So, do you think that Liv knew that to the point where she said, okay, I'm gonna bring these people in as a buffer?
1: And this and then this you is think where it's you tricky. It that far I, don't, ahead? I this is gonna sound I silly. Understand. I don't think intentionally she did, but I think she's enough of a monster that like almost like in her little spidey senses she
0: did. Mm-hmm. But
1: not I don't think intentionally no. But either way, I think that's why she won. If they had had a private conversation,
0: it would be different, yeah. It would have
1: been different, she would have played that card and this and this could have gone differently.
0: The interesting thing though was when Abby <clears throat> and Liv had their heart to heart and she said, you know, um, I know about your abortion. Liv said she wasn't ashamed, which I don't know if I was surprised by that. I think I kind of was. Actually, I, I was. I was surprised that she was completely not ashamed, and she said their only kind of shame was the fact that, not shame, but the only person that would be hurt was Fitz because he has no clue, and then nobody else know. Oh, by the way, how did you find out? And then she said it was from Papa Pope. Oh, my God. Obviously, he's still not done with you. I'm just confused why Liv keep having this shocked face. I'm like, I don't... I, I thought it was over. I didn't I didn't think that...
1: But I think also, too, I think that's why there are a lot of similarities between Olivia and Edison. Mm-hmm. Again, Olivia is also entitled. Oh, that's Olivia true. Olivia also lives in her ivory tower. So it's regardless true. of this whole... Even going back to the whole Cyrus conversation about her dad, like, I know you're not going to kill him. Did I forget? Didn't Olivia already try to kill him? Didn't Olivia pull a gun? It just had no bullets in it? Yeah. Like, so this whole concept, I'm not going to kill my dad... It, it's kind of like this righteousness that I don't respect. <laughs> yeah. So, not for nothing, I think that we live in a world where I think we all clearly, not maybe not we don't, all don't clearly believe, but I clearly believe in the right of self-defense. <laughs> so, if someone is threatening my life, I have the right, if I am in imminent danger, yeah. to defend myself, and if they are coming at me with deadly force, then I can also use deadly force. So, her reiteration, like, I'm not going to kill my father... Really, dude? Yeah. Because, and then also, not only that, it's also somehow mitigating that because he hasn't actually killed you, that you are not living in a in a state worse than death. This constant like, I'm gonna slit your friend's throat, like this that constant and that to me seems worse. I'd be like, yo, just shoot me. Yeah. Really, like I would be like, I'm, I'm not gonna play this game anymore. Shoot me if you're gonna shoot me, because on some levels, you're not gonna do that because you obviously need me for some reason, or else you would have already destroyed me. If I'm if I'm such a uh, um, a stain on your legacy. You would have literally been done with me, yeah. and 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 based on what we know of Rowan, he would have put you down like a rabid animal.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and then also, there are moments where Ike shows a a smidge of compassion toward Olivia when he advises her and tells her things. I think Olivia interprets that as okay. Well, maybe. Maybe I can just breathe a little bit, you know, um, uh, with my dad. But which, which, which again is like, is, is crazy because, like you said, talking about slitting the throats. Like Ike is, he is Lucifer. He is literally, he is the, he is the choir director. He's the uh, of of he he's terrible. He's terrible, and she's not quite court. She's not quite getting that because she's thinking sometimes when he's helping her or and so her mind, he's thinking that okay, I'm good. Or she's thinking, okay, I'm good.
0: I hear
1: it, yeah.
2: But part of that
1: is, and I don't I don't mean to um I don't I don't know Bible stuff like I should know Bible stuff, but isn't there a version of the Bible or there's a version of the Bible story that Lucifer was a fallen angel? Yeah. mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that makes sense to me. Like that's who he is, and that that's why he can speak truth. Think about
0: he it. He Can play both sides. He
1: can play both sides because there there is there is truth that he is speaking. And in the same way that they always says that, like the devil will quote you scripture first, mm-hmm. right, yeah. and bring you in, and then it's at that one little thing you're like, no, that's not godly. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But only if you you know the difference. I think that's why she that's why she struggles so much. But at the same time, it's like no, she shouldn't. It's 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 so clear Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean and as well as the fact that even cyrus making the joke like oh yeah never go to therapy even that yeah like dude you just you just happen to know that your father was command you know that he is this maniacal person you know that he is rowan even think about it doesn't that rowan sound like the name of like
0: like lucifer yeah i work with the Rowan, so i'll say no
1: oh okay that is a very nice name. Is that is your name? I mean, I'll, y'all know I love Rowan. That's I why I never call him I the name can't. he calls him. His name is Rowan. I and I know can't. but I really do. I really actually do love. That's why I say his name cuz I feel like it commands such fear and respect. Anyway, <laughs> okay. the fact though that like she has never thought sought any type of like therapy, any type of whatever, like you can't find that answer in the bottle of wine. Yeah. Like do you know what I mean? Like you have serious serious, not even father issues, you have serious parental, mm. parent issues, but especially your dad.
2: Well, Lucifer is so powerful. <laughs> if she did go and get help, he would probably... <laughs> you know, He'd be manipulating the <laughs> psychologist. <No. laughs> would turn into the psychologist yeah. and face
1: was like, we're sort like mixing Game of
0: Thrones and, yeah. like, oh God, it's so good gods, this season many faced gods. oh my sorry. gosh that storyline anyway, yeah. anyway sorry. Um, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> last thing and then we're gonna wrap um, the last scene that we saw uh, Edison was talking to <laughs> Jake and Papa Pope again and this time it was after um, he was no longer a nominee and we're running I mean and uh, when Edison left the room Edison, or when Papa Pope left the room, he pretty much you could tell told Jake to take care of him without killing him, and Jake told uh Papa. Godly. Jake told Edison to tell Liv to save him. He's chasing the sun. We'll see how this plays out. Because mm-hmm. what, what is Liv going to do? I mean,
2: series finale. Yeah. What don't you wait, say, it... series finale? N- meaning that. Wait, is the next episode
1: the last one? No, Six
2: season, but meaning. The only way that the only way that Jake and Olivia can take Reverend Ike out, this has to be like it. There's no more. So for me, my prediction is Ike will die um, for the series finale, probably in season six. No shade.
0: Okay, let's go into uh, mm-hmm. predictions then. You're Your te- after those <laughs> <laughs> I had to cue it in, y'all. <laughs> Um, I have no predictions next week is the season finale and uh, I'm going in blind with zero expectations
1: My prediction is that I may need to drink for the episode, but if, in fact, I drink for the episode, I have a bad feeling I'm going to cry, because I actually probably could write out the storyline, and I do not want to talk about what they're going to talk about, which you think is dead. They're going to bring it up, and Mm. I don't want to talk about it, and I don't want to hear about it, Mm. and I think there could be tears. So if I'm wearing sunglasses next episode, that is why, preemptively, or a full veil, shit.
2: (laughs) Just keeping it 100 (laughs) Uh, yeah, I don't have any uh predictions or theories except that Edison's gonna die, nope. <laughs> and I've been saying that for the oh, longest, so he'll, you he'll ha- no, but, no,
1: but really, the funny thing is, he's, he's, he's,
2: he's right,
0: not only oh, that,
1: right. he's a hundred, isn't it, hasn't he been a hundred percent right? Mm-hmm. You are a hundred percent right with your hit list,
0: so don't put, don't ever put us on your list,
2: guys. no, I mean, <laughs> Listen.
1: No, I'm
0: like, I was like, I'm protected by the blood of Jesus,
2: because <laughs> his blood still works. Yes, it does. Okay. All
0: right, no, it's real. Jesus, the defense all around me every day. All right, <laughs> where can we find you guys on social media? Oh no, wait, we need to talk
1: about news and gossip. Congratulations, oh. Carrie, watching no. on second baby. Oh yes, oh, yes. Yes. yes,
0: that so, is huge news. That is huge news. All the rumors, yeah. you know, that's just a testament to people can say yes. whatever they want about you in this industry mm-hmm. but if you want to keep your life private just keep it private yeah. let them say what they want and you know what's happening on the exactly. inside I love them exactly. I love them so much so yes, congratulations to I you do. they're a great mm-hmm. couple
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay so you can find me on all social media i Ben been Merrickson. Um just also a quick announcement I have a movie that I produced called All About The Money uh, All About The Money it comes out on Amazon on Tuesday May 17th and for oh, more wow. information you guys can go to our website at www.allaboutthemoneymovie.com and you can also check us out on all social media at AATM Film.
1: And if you want to talk to me directly at Sophia Stanley, uh, Twitter and Facebook, at the Sophia Stanley on th- Instagram. I forgot the social media plug that I was doing. But if you need another shot of conversation, check out our podcast, Happy Hour. You can follow us at Happy Hour underscore TV or check out Happy Hour, a shot of conversation on iTunes.
0: And you can find me at email in junior and at EmileNishJr31 on Snapchat. Guys, we want to thank you for joining us each and every week. Uh, next week is the season finale of season five. God, five seasons. We've been doing this for five seasons. Yeah. That's crazy. We'll see you guys same time, same place next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network.